0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to HR Works, brought to you by BLR. I'm your host, Steve Bruce. HR Works provides clear, relevant, actionable information on topics that matter to HR professionals. When you're armed with best practices, plus the knowledge to keep your organization in compliance, HR works. As Valentine's Day approaches, we thought it would be great to do a segment on Romance in the Workplace, To help us understand why romance can be a problem and what to do about it, we've invited attorney Jennifer Carson to join us. Jen, a BLR legal editor and author of many HR-related books, newsletters, and other products, has also practiced in the Labor and Employment Department at Sidley & Austin LLP in Chicago. She received her law degree from New York University School of Law and her BA from Williams College. Welcome to HR Works, Jen.
1: Thanks so much, Steve. I'm glad to be here.
0: So, Jen, why is romance in the office something that employers need to be on top of?
1: Well, uh, it, it's like this: pretty much in any workplace where people are, are working together, even in very unromantic teaming workplaces. Uh, workplace romance is going to happen, uh, and there's a few reasons for that. I think the most obvious is that people who are working together just spend a lot of time together. Uh, they have shared experiences, a lot of shared goals, um, shared disappointments, shared accomplishments, and just, you know, once you're all working together in the same workplace, you have a lot in common, so it's just this atmosphere that is ripe for people to uh, develop feelings for one another and want to start dating. And I uh, looked at some stats recently from a 2012 career builder survey, and I'm actually surprised the numbers are so low that these are self-reported, so maybe people are rounding down. But um, the survey says that 38% of workers have dated a colleague, 31% have married a person they dated in the office, and 37% were required to keep the relationship under lapse at the office. So it's definitely uh, definitely something that's happening, whether employers want to admit it or not.
0: Well, then... um Say two employees fall in love at work. What's the problem?
1: Well, inherently, again, there's really nothing wrong with that. You know, you could say this is a wonderful, lovely thing when two people find one another. Uh, The bad thing at work is when the workplace romance crosses into the the workplace itself. And that can happen when the workplace romance is going well, or it can happen uh, when the workplace romance goes south. Uh, when two coworkers start dating, uh, you have an issue, a potential issue of other employees alleging that there's a hostile work environment. If this relationship, they feel it's kind of in their face. Uh, it just can make other people uncomfortable. And one of the truisms of workplace romances is that they're never quite as secret as the participants think they are. They're always something that everyone thinks they're being very sneaky, but really everyone knows it's happening. Uh, So you've got this romance. Uh, There's a lot of um, lost productivity that can happen, uh, not just by the people, you know, the distracted lovers in the relationship, which definitely happens, but also the other workers who are sort of also distracted by this relationship. Uh, It can lead to just a lack of professional behavior in the office. And then uh, if the relationship does end, then you might have a situation where people uh, are having trouble even being civil to one another, being productive at work. You could even have um, allegations of things like stalking, you know, if if one person can't let the relationship go.
0: Well, then uh, I understand it's a special problem when it's a supervisor and a subordinate.
1: That's absolutely true. Uh, You pretty much have all the problems I just mentioned uh, plus an additional layer of other problems because of this inherent power unbalance between a supervisor and a subordinate. Uh, So if the uh, person in the relationship is perceived to be getting special treatment by this boss they're in the relationship with, uh, you could have other workers alleging that some favoritism is happening. If the relationship goes south, the subordinate could then allege that uh, it was never consensual, say there was sexual harassment happening. Uh, If things really go bad, uh, that subordinate could even claim allegations of sexual harassment or rape. Uh, And then, uh, this commonly happens, uh, allegations of retaliation. And this can happen if a subordinate experiences, you know, sometime after the relationship ends any kind of workplace action that's perceived as adverse, and that could be uh, a demotion, either, you know, actual or perceived uh, termination which might have nothing to do with the relationship, or even something as uh, you know, simple as a not-so-great performance evaluation. The, the former, the employee who was formerly in the relationship can say, hey, this wasn't because of my poor work performance. It was because you're retaliating against me because our relationship ended.
0: Well, Jen, with that many problems, should employers just
1: ban workplace romances entirely? You know, that would be wonderful if employers could do that, and legally there's no reason you can't make a policy that bans them, uh, but that's just not practical for a few reasons. Uh, As I mentioned before, workplace romances happen. Uh, They happen whether or not an employer encourages it, bans it, it, they, they just happen. Uh, so if you have this sort of zero-tolerance, no-dating policy, it's just going to drive those relationships underground. And then the employer is put in this awkward position of kind of playing the love police, which uh, no employer or HR professional really wants to be in that situation. I mean, you're going to start looking at employers, employees' Facebook profiles and, oh, is this person listed as in a relationship with this other employee? And it's just a very awkward position to be in. Uh, Another problem is that, uh, like say, a zero-tolerance workplace dating policy just doesn't have um, teeth in it because it's really hard to enforce. Uh, If you've got discrete employees having this relationship in a very professional manner, you're never going to know about it, Uh, and if you do find out, say, even just accidentally and you have this policy, in theory, you're going to have to terminate one or two uh, employees who might otherwise be very good, and that's just um, not a good result. So it's just impractical for a lot of reasons to really say, we're banning these relationships entirely.
0: Well, then what should employers do?
1: Well, uh, there are a few different ways to handle it. Uh, Some workplaces have policies that say, okay, guys, if anybody starts dating, if you have two coworkers enter into this voluntary relationship, we, HR, we want to know about it. Um, just so we all, you know, have all our cards on the table and know what's going on. Everybody's going into this with their eyes wide open. Uh, you could even take it a bit further. Um, some employers have employees sign a consensual relationship agreement, and these are also known as love contracts. Uh, and essentially, this is a, a written, you know, document that affirms that the relationship is consensual uh, and that both employees agree to comply with the employer's uh, prohibiting sexual harassment and retaliation and so forth. So this is actually a document that the employer employees in the relationship with sign. Uh, And these aren't a bad idea. Um, There are it's important to note that in some states uh, privacy laws prevent employers from having employees sign these sorts of agreements. So you want to check your applicable laws. Uh, If this is something you might be interested in, we've actually developed a really fun kind of Valentine's Day themed infographic about workplace romance that does include a sample uh, love contract you can look at and sort of adapt for use at your workplace. And uh, let me give you the URL. It's hrdailyadvisor.blr.com slash workplace romance. Give it to you one more time. hrdailyadvisor.blr.com slash workplace hyphen romance. And now, uh, what we just talked about is sort of when two coworkers are in a relationship. When it's a supervisor with a subordinate, again, as I mentioned, because of the power imbalance that's just sort of inherently there in that relationship, that type of relationship, uh, employers do sometimes prohibit, and that's that's a more sound policy. Uh, Some workplaces don't prohibit them, but again, they say, okay, supervisor, if you find yourself in a relationship with a subordinate, you've got to tell HR at which point HR uh, will implement some kind of mandatory transfer or reorg so that there's no longer a reporting relationship. And this is fine. Uh, just one thing you want to watch out for if you do this is to make sure that if the subordinate who's getting moved around or transferred, that there's no perceived demotion, retaliation, anything like that. Um, and, excuse me. Also, if you have a policy like this, you do you want to include in it your business reasons for it, uh, so that people know it's nothing personal, such as you know avoiding conflicts of interest, uh, avoiding the appearance of favoritism, and so forth. Uh, whatever your policies are on workplace romance, it's never never a bad idea to have strong, updated policies. Um, prohibiting both sexual harassment and retaliation, and you need to train everybody on these policies, both your supervisors and your employees. Now, some places like California, you're actually required to give your supervisors a certain amount of sexual harassment training, but training in this area is never a bad idea. Uh, We always recommend that you train people on the procedure for reporting harassment, uh, inappropriate conduct, and also a provision for who you report to if uh, your boss is the one (laughs) you're feeling is perpetuating this uh, potentially illegal conduct. Lots of policies say, oh, just report it to your supervisor, which is, is great, unless the supervisor is the problem. So you should always have kind of a plan B for reporting. And finally, you should always make sure that you've got an up-to-date social media training component in there as well. And social media is changing all the time, so it's hard to know exactly how employees are communicating in the specific social media channels. But basically, you want to really hammer home the point that something that's inappropriate to say to another employee's face is also inappropriate to text them, to email them, to shoot them a message on Facebook, just so everybody knows that this... Um, professional conduct has to extend not just inside the workplace and verbal conversation, but over all kinds of media.
0: Well, thanks, Jen. Um, Do you have any other final thoughts for employers about romantic relationships at work?
1: Um, well, I just leave people with the sort of overarching message that uh, workplace romances are going to happen, uh, so it's best to just manage them rather than trying to deny them. And uh, I'm always reminded that you mentioned in your intro that I used to work at Sidley in Austin, and that's actually the law firm where Barack and Michelle Obama first met. Uh, I believe uh, Michelle was an associate and Brock was a summer associate who was reporting to her and that's, um, as the stories go, where they met and fell in love. So that is a a workplace romance with an exceedingly happy ending. (laughs) I don't think any of us could deny that, but the important thing to remember is that these romances happen and they don't all end that well. So employers need to be prepared.
0: Well, thanks for that. And um, special thanks to Jen Carson for bringing her expertise to HR Works today. And here's that uh, infographic uh, URL one more time. It's hrdailyadvisor.blr.com slash workplace hyphen romance slash. So thanks, Jen. Thank you, Steve. Listeners, please let me know what HR Works should cover next. sbruce at blr.com. From all of us at HR Works... Happy Valentine's Day. The opinions expressed on HR Works do not represent legal or any other type of professional advice and should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from a qualified attorney licensed in your state.